Mettimi l'auto tune. Yeah. Ehi, hey. fumo fumo sto in allenamento, yeah. Torno a casa il cellulare spento, yeah. Mamma tranqui mi sto divertendo, yeah. Sto con quelli che ti fanno il mezzo, yeah. Cosa il cellulare che ti dà la testa Quasi è la stessa minestra, mica la tua festa Il mio amico vuole pace, fuori c'è la guerra Il mio stato ti governa tipo marionetta Questi qua mi vogliono fuori, ho mandato i fiori Sono un piccolo... Welcome to episode 2 of the Calcio Podcast I'm Sam Adamo And I'm Nick Gentiletti We'd uh, just like to start off by, by giving a nice big thank you to everybody who's tuning in And uh, Nick, uh, I, think, I think you agree that it's been great to, to hear some of the support that we've gotten over the past week. Yeah, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised actually about how many people Ple- listen. Pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I am. I, like, uh, there's some some of my friends who like don't actually you know enjoy enjoy soccer or maybe even sports in general just decided to take a listen just you know just to give it a shot and even they liked it in terms of, uh, of like dynamic of uh, comedy and yes, this and that or whatever. It's great. So it's. Uh, it's been really it's been really cool it's been really it's, nice it's, it's great to, it's great when you it's great when you think that people care about what it is you have to say so uh appreciate it and yeah. uh people keep on tuning in we uh we uh we need your support obviously but you know just hopefully we hopefully we can continue to to entertain you guys and just deliver uh deliver content that you guys enjoy but again everyone that's everyone that's that's uh, been a fan of the dynamic that we brought to the table our energy said that we we're well spoken this and that it's, it's very appreciated you know who you are, um, obviously, because I'm for, I mean, you know, it's for, for the most part, it's people who are a little bit closer to us who, who have tuned in so far. So until we blow up, uh, <laughs> keep uh, keep supporting us. We need our it's base. It's a matter of when. All right. <laughs> All right. So it uh, was, uh, was another pretty big week for Italian football. What with, uh, what with the Champions League and the Europa League happening last week, Juve taking part in a very, uh, in a very exciting game in the uh, in uh, in Torino, in the first leg of, uh, of the round of sixteen fixtures, I have a lot to say about that. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, this episode, we'd also like to talk a little bit about uh, the national team. We which we, we kind of touched on a little bit last week, but we uh, I, I I don't want to say we ranted, but we we uh, we. Oh, it's, it's fair to say. Well, I mean, we, we we definitely expressed our frustration about the about the general infrastructure and about the the, the overall. The overall outlook of the of the organization as a whole, which really is is just is is never ceases to amaze anyone, uh, I think. But this week we're we're gonna try to keep it a little bit more technical and actually talk about some of the players that we'd have going forward, and we're gonna talk about the future. Also, we have a nice little segment at the end that we'd like to that we're gonna get into uh, toward the end of the podcast. We'll uh, so we'll. Uh, Let's, uh, let's 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 get started. Bear with us and uh, enjoy. All right. Yeah. So, so let's get started with um, let's talk about uh, Juventus Tottenham. We'll start with the Champions League because uh, I know. <laughs> Jesus. I, I know. I want to hear what you have to say about this. I heard a little bit. Where I do heard. I start? Uh, Where do I start? I heard your very uh, passionate recording that oh, you man. did after you watched it. So, yeah, so, uh, so uh, I'm sure everyone's gonna want to hear that. But um, <laughs> I just want to. You know, similar to last week, just put up my uh, put my two cents in, and then I'll hang up and listen to what you have to say. But uh, so the game finished two two. Uh, the game took place uh, in Torino. So Tottenham already has two away goals, and I know we spoke last week saying that 
if we thought Juventus was to have uh, a successful result for you to be happy for the rest of the Juventini to be happy that they would probably have to score two and Tottenham would probably score one. We, right. Yeah, we, we, we said that it's I, I remember I said I said that I would actually have put a little bit of money on Tottenham maybe getting a result just based on some of the uh All right. some of the uh some of the spreads or some of the some of the, the betting options that existed last week. Basically you were heavily favorited overall. Uh and, and, and I and I think, you know, obviously part of that was having to do with the fact that they were playing at home, but at the same time Tottenham Tottenham had Tottenham have, have players who could who could punish you. I mentioned that last week and unfortunately we Fortunately for Juve, we, we we saw that happen when we when we let our when we let our guard down, and I'm I, I can't say I'm shocked that Tottenham were able to get the result that they did. Um, Jesus, though, I mean, so so um, to, to to kind of address what Nick was 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 saying before, I, uh, I I was I was I was I was pissed off after I was pissed off after the game was done, just because I I'll, I'll get into why I mean I'll get into my 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 kind of thoughts on on the game as a whole. Based on based on some of the some of the big events that happened, and the way that it went down, but overall, I I was just very I was just very upset. And what I what I do is when when I because obviously we're doing the podcast now, so I thought you know I have a lot of good good. There's a lot of the, the juices are flowing here. I'm just gonna hit record and see what see what happens. And I just ranted into the into into my phone and I sent you the uh, the audio recording, Nick. That's what he was referring to before, right, buddy? So yeah, yeah. So I mean, I. Before, before, before recording the pod, before I, I listened back on some of the stuff I had to say, and I was very pissed off, and I, there, there was a lot of swearing, and. Uh, well, look, I would be I too. Mean, I had, I had. Um, I've calmed down a little bit, and I, 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 do, I do have some, I do have some critical. Yeah. I mean, some of the stuff I was saying about Max Allegri. Uh, <laughs> you, 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 NSFW, you saying, not yeah. safe for work. But Jesus, um, oh, I had a lot of problems with this game. Uh, well, you know, personally, like I, I want to see Juventus do well in the Champions League. I want to see, uh, I want to see, uh, you know, them represent the Serie A as best as possible uh, throughout Europe. And uh, the way this game started, I don't think you could have dreamed for a better start for Juventus. You, you were laughing right? a bit when Higuain missed that penalty, though. Come on, come on. You, you, no, you, I wasn't. You, I wasn't. You, you, I mean, and I have Nick something Danilani's... to say about that. Okay. No, I wasn't. You have something to so, say. So, so look, Higuain scored a brace in the first ten minutes. Okay. I even sent out a tweet saying um, something like uh, e- EPL, uh, we know how to defend, like in quotation marks, all the EPL yeah. uh, truthers who say like the EPL is not just an attacking league. We saw in the first 10 minutes that Tottenham's defense was just sleeping. They're out to lunch, right? So you couldn't have dreamed for a better start for Juventus. But after that first 10 minutes, all I saw was downhill. Personally, okay. And so I just want to talk about some stats that, that tell the story. Yeah. I wasn't surprised about that, by the way. I'll get to that in a bit. Yeah, but go. So look, Let's, the, the stats definitely from from ten minutes on. Lines. That's when Juventus did not have control of the game, even though they were up two 0 Tottenham had sixty six point five percent possession, okay, for the whole game. So yeah, I, I mean, I just, guess possession still tell. Yeah, it's okay. a, it t- it tells a tale in terms of who who's pushing the pace of the match. Juventus yeah, is playing I, at I, home. I agree with that. I agree Juventus with that, yeah. is playing at home. Why are they conceding sixty six and a half percent possession to Tottenham? I'll tell you they're why. At home. They're playing you. like they're playing at Wembley. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. Okay. And here, here's so. I mean, I don't think we actually. I mean, if, if anyone didn't actually see the game, or Wembley. Where do they play Tottenham? Wembley right now. Yeah, yeah. Wembley right now. I don't know. I don't care. Bun, bunch of bunch of vagabonds. 
uh, I'm sorry. I actually, actually, actually respect what Tottenham has done quite, quite a lot over the past couple of years. I'm, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm a little salty, but yeah, whatever. They, uh, they're, they're nomads right now. Tell me, why did, why okay, so, did you guys play like listen, that? Listen, listen. So, we, 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 didn't, me off. we haven't, we haven't addressed it, but I mean, if, if anyone listening hasn't has been living under a rock over the past week, uh, or just doesn't follow, doesn't follow Champions League, whatever. I, I mean. Tottenham, Tottenham were able to squeeze out a two-two result against Juve at home uh, in in Torino. So, going into the second leg of the round of sixteen in a couple of weeks, Juve are going to be Juve are going to be looking to score at least a goal. And you know, for for realistic realistically, they're going to need to get at least two. Just two hundred percent, hundred percent. Because again, just as Tottenham were probably going to punish us last week, they're scoring at they're, home. Yeah, so. So, so you were tied two two, and what happened was, as Nick mentioned, uh, Gonzalo Higuain gave us scored two goals in the first two, in the first ten minutes, giving us a two 0 lead, uh, and everything was looking very promising right off the bat. But um, here's the thing: I think it's so dangerous when you start off as strong as you do. Uh, as, sorry, uh, I think as when you start off as strong as you as we did, I think it's very difficult to maintain that sort of momentum over the course of a game because right. By, if if you're going two 0 up at the beginning of the game, right? You look at that and say, "Oh, sh- you know, Jesus, this is going to be a massacre." No, by no stretch of the imagination was that going to. I happen. don't think anyone was thinking. No, but that. no, but in general, right? What happened? Like it's. I mean, you're watching it. You're watching a game. You're shocked, but you're not but, thinking it's no, going to okay, be a massacre because you know that Tottenham are a good team. Yeah. But say Juve are playing like. Uh, Kievo Verona, and they go two 0 up ten minutes okay. in. What do you think? You think okay, this could be like a four 0 route, like right? Okay, so. Yeah, but that's Kevo Verona. Of course. Playing so, so after, at, at two goals up, here's what I was thinking. I thought, holy shit, this is almost too good to be true. And, you know, call me a cynic, call me a realist, I don't know. But I thought, okay, we're in trouble now because we are in a lot of, we are in, we are in a lot of danger right now because what we're going to do is we're going to try to sit back and just hold on to the two-goal lead. And at the end of the day, That's you know, what happened. I would have, here's the thing, I would have been pissed off with a 2-1, with a 2-1 win. Or like a three-two, just because anytime you concede an away goal, and Nick's making a face at me right now, like what are you talking about? Yes, obviously Tottenham are probably good for a goal, just given the options that they have up top. But bear in mind, this is a team that shut out Barcelona last year, twice. So I think I have a certain. I, I know it's not like it's not a divine. We don't have a divine right to a clean sheet, but I think that we definitely had the, we we, we have the tools, to. If we are to go far in the competition, anyway, we should be definitely buckling down in big games like this and 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 trying to keep clean sheets at home. So already, when one goal was scored, when Harry Kane finally broke us down in the first half, I mean by that point, like you said, we were getting dominated possession-wise, just to, in terms of how the play was going overall. Yeah, it just felt like we're in trouble. Yeah, I don't know. Because when you score two goals that early, right? I mean, you're just if you, if you sit back and you try to play like Catanacho. What winds up happening is you you get burnt. Yeah, I don't I don't think I mean look we're not gonna spend too much time on it. No, I but, mean uh, like yeah it's I been just, it's been I, a week I've had a little time to think about it I'm just I'm just upset if I if I could just finish off here sorry I I think the I think Allegri was a, is getting a little bit too comfortable. That's what I was gonna say with some of it yeah not the old guard but some of the same guys who he's been who's been featuring in certain roles since last year like I'm sorry but Mandzukic. As great as he's been as a left winger, yeah. and as versatile as he's proven to be, 
I don't think in that game you necessarily want to start him. No. As a winger. I, agree. I think you want him coming off the bench for he, for Higuain with like 20 minutes to go and you know being a physical being a physical menace for their center backs. Instead, you have Douglas Costa and Bernardeschi who are two who are both healthy and in good shape coming in in a 4-3-3. Instead, we had a 4-2-3-1. Sami Kedira. Man, he, he 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 goes missing in big games sometimes. Uh, and and was he ever, was he ever invisible last week? Um, so Allegri, a little bit stubborn in my opinion. Last issue I have, um, like overall, like I said, when when we went up two 0 in the beginning, I thought, okay, you know, if we sit back, we're gonna get burnt, and we did. Whatever it happened, we could still get the result at Wembley. It's gonna be tough, but. We'll see what happens. Gotta hope Dybala and Higuain are back. It looks like Dybala will be back, and uh, Higuain did take a knock this weekend. We'll get into the uh, into the results from 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 the weekend in Serie A, and we'll kind of you know we'll, we'll 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 talk about that real quick. But basically, I think that the last point I want to dis- I want to address here is uh, Gonzalo Higuain had no reason to be taking that penalty. In the okay, no, I have a half. problem with you saying that. He scored two goals in the first ten minutes, and he scored a penalty. a penalty twice. Though. Why not? He cut exactly that point. He he took a second. No, he took a penalty already, right? So, so you understand the game theory that's involved in, in in taking a penalty in the same game against the same goalkeeper. You think, oh, you know, shit. Do I shoot to the same side? Where do I shoot? And you know what winds up happening a lot of the time? The play the player just says, okay, you know, I'm gonna be cheeky. I'm just gonna shoot it down the middle. I swear to God, I'm not just saying this. As soon as he lined up to take the penalty, I said, "Okay, we may be in trouble here because I don't want to say that his confidence is shot, but you know that he's he, his confidence is a little bit, um, shall uh, we say, it's, it's fragile. It's it's delicate. It's how a can delicate you, how situation. Can your confidence be fragile after you score two goals well, in the same it. game? Well, it's your, in the same you're half. Going, when you're Gonzalo Higuain and you and you have your entire country that is Argentina taking a dump on you on a on a frequent every you know every basically every time you play for the national yeah, team I know, but because I of there's any him bottling it in finals hang on I'm t- his confidence is a little bit of a delicate situation he's even come out and said recently in the past couple of months that it's taken him a lot to kind of gain his confidence back after getting omitted from the Argentina squad a couple of times so anyway I thought here's a guy who maybe is going to He's just gonna shoot down the middle because he's not maybe he maybe he's not sure of what he's gonna do. So I thought he's gonna either shoot down the middle and or miss. What did he do? Shot it right down the middle and hit the crossbar. All I'm saying is, you have like a Douglas Costa on or Emil or Emil just to keep the goalkeeper guessing. I would have had someone else take the penalty. I know it's easy to say that in retrospect, but as it was happening, I like I think I know the players who you know I see these guys week in week out. I just. I, I I had a bad feeling about it. I don't know. I I, I couldn't disagree with That's you a, more on that. Like it, I like I, I understand what you're saying about his confidence issues and stuff, but uh, his confidence issues about not making the Argentina squad and this and that. Like I don't, I don't, I don't see the relationship between that and taking a a, a second penalty to go on a hat trick in the first. I don't half. know. Ronald, Cristiano Ronaldo steps up to take a penalty three times in a game, and I think every time he's thinking, I'm putting this, I'm picking a side, I'm looking at what the goalie's doing. And I'm just I'm putting it where I want, and it's going in. You know, I I don't know. Just the fact that he didn't pick a side, he didn't even hit the target. It reminded me a bit of like a, honestly, uh, of like a Graziano Pelle or like a Simone Zaza 2016 kind of penalty in Euro 2016 against Germany, which we alluded to last week. Which is just to say that you know you're a striker who maybe was overthinking it a little bit too much. Classic. You don't want that. You want to be like Cristiano. You want to step up and you want to say, boom, I have this. I don't know that he was in a position to be doing that, given his confidence. You could disagree if you'd like. I'm I'm pissed off because you just want to keep the goalkeeper guessing in that case. In any case, 
We, we move on. Yeah, listen, we spent 15 minutes just talking about that one game. I had a feeling I may have a little bit of a rant about it. Obviously, I think just when you start off a game as strong as you do, as we did in that case, there's no excuse for for bottling it like that at home. So hopefully uh, hopefully this isn't the death of us and that we, do, that we don't wind up kind of seeing a, a situation like we did a couple of years ago against Bayern Munich where we tied the first game at home in the round of 16-2-2. Started off really strong at Wembley because we were super motivated, but again, curtailed off. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Uh, we'll see. Ball is in Allegri's, in Allegri's court now, but I digress. Okay, so uh, let's move on Syria. to... Uh, Syria, yeah, Syria, Syria, Syria. Exactly. Let's, right. do a, let's do a, a quick recap, quick-ish recap. We could, uh, just like last week, we'll focus a little bit more on some of the bigger games. <laughs> but um, nevertheless, we move on. Um, yeah, so we, we, Napoli we retained their top spot of the table. On the, uh, their top spot <laughs> in the table yeah. against Pau. They, uh, sorry, I forgot how to speak English. They, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Just, so just, just like last week. Uh, yeah. side, note, side note. Just like last week when you called me out for... Uh, I didn't call you out. I just no, didn't. Well, I generally didn't be, know parentage okay, To be over. fair. Okay, yeah. So, so uh, I got a lot of stick over the last... I I got a lot of stick over the last week when I said that uh, Nick and I are of Italian parentage. I uh, so naturally I, I, I hit up the old Google and I thought you know what's what's you know is this a real word I could have sworn this was something that uh, that uh, just it's real doesn't mean I, uh, well listen all right hang on hang on so this is this is dictionary.com here parentage to identify uh, to ident- no the identity and origins of one's parents for example a boy of Jamaican parentage I'm sorry I I I I, I, you know, me, 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 okay, me, really? me, 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 I talk good. Me, I talk good English, me, okay? Don't worry about me. Jesus, anyways. So, um, Napoli retained their top spot on the table. Yeah, on the so, table, in the table. top you know? spot on the okay. table, they have 66 points. They were, uh, they're one spot ahead of Juve. Um, not a very, I watched this game, uh, not an impressive performance, to say the least. Uh, when you're only beating Spal 1-0, um, you know, there's there's a bit of a concern. But, uh, you know, when uh, the good teams always prove that when they don't play their best, they're still able to get a, get a win. That's definitely been the difference with Napoli this year is that in those kind of iffy games, they've been able to... Right, they've to been able to bang it out and they get the result. Uh, you know, none of the big players really showed up for them. Uh, I mean, on the, on the score sheet anyways, it was Alan that scored. Um, to be fair, it's important to them, I think, overall. In, in yeah, but I mean, it's not, you know, no, uh, no Calleon. Sadi refuses. To, yeah. I mean, so, Sadi refuses to, to rotate the squad, which. I don't think he can afford to. He doesn't really have any depth there. Well, that, that's the thing. That's the thing that everyone keeps bringing up with Napoli, right? Is that if they are to fall off the. If, if they're to kind of curtail a little bit toward the end of the year, this latter portion of the season, it's probably going to be because of their lack injuries. of depth. And injuries. Because if because look at what Juve is undergoing right now, right? Uh, Dybala is just getting back from injury. Bernardeschi took a took a knock in the last game against Torino. So did uh, so did Higuain. Cuadrado is out. Napoli can't afford to go undergo something like that because if they do, it will be the death of them, right? They don't yeah, have, they have no one to, to bring off the bench. So are they going to um, bring off the bench? Unas, yeah, Unas for um, for Insigne or Calleon. Like uh, shouldn't have got rid of Jacquelini. You see the goal he scored this well, week. We're going to get into that. I need to say something about that. goal. Emanuele Beckham. Yeah. <laughs> so so Na- Napoli kept uh, Napoli kept you know kept uh, kept uh, kept pace with Juve or, or I should say you know kept retained. ahead of Juve. Yeah. Well, they they uh, they did what they had to do. Did the business. Yeah. Um, well, again, speaking about Juve quickly, yeah. they uh, they had their uh, their derby match this weekend. 
Bright and early, 6.30 a.m. Bright and early. Did not wake up for that. Unlikely goal scorer playing in an unlikely position. Alexandro playing as left a uh, left winger in a 4-3-3. Very odd. Allegri um, just loves playing. Uh, Allegri loves those, uh, loves unorthodox, those, those unorthodox left wingers. Left wingers man. I don't get it. Right yeah. out of my mouth. Bernardeschi had another really good game. He came in a couple of minutes, a couple of uh, fifteen minutes into the game when Higuain went down with uh, with a little knock to his ankle. Luckily, it doesn't look like it'll be too too bad. He should be coming back in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully, as we have a big couple of uh, big couple of weeks coming up before we do face Tottenham with matches against Atalanta and Lazio. Hopefully, that won't be too big of an issue, but. In any case, uh, Bernardeschi came in, got the assist on Alexandro's goal. Nice little shimmy, nice cross. Um, in the, I mean, amidst the injury situation at Juve, he's definitely stepped up to the plate and, and done what he's had to do, which is great to see. I mean, if you're going to spend forty million on a young on a, forty million on a young Italian lad like that, you want to see him do well because uh, you know at the end of the day, that's that's. That's kind of a symbol of what Juve have always have, have always been, right? You know, good good Italian talent. So it'd be nice to see him do well over the over the over the next couple of years, especially if you know our big players like a, like DiBala keep uh, you know keep ditching us as as we've seen the past couple of years right. with you know like Pogba when the sharks uh, when the sharks start circling. It could be nice to have him to fall back on. So good on him. Right. Uh, so, emotional um, game overall, but yeah. So they did the business. We'll uh, bounce back. So they took that. They won one nil. Um, Roma Udinese. I, I want to talk about uh, Cengiz Under. How can you not? This guy. Holy. I God. love. He's a star in the making, not Jan Caramo. Okay. <laughs> Cengiz Under you has love, four love goals. Has four goals in his last three games. All of them beauties. Yeah. Did you see the banger that he scored early on? It's insane. Holy so God. if any of you haven't seen this guy, uh, Cengiz Under, he's what is he 19 he's 20, 20. years old he's he's, 20. Yeah. he's turkish he's been featuring in roma starting 11 now for i want to say maybe the past five or six games and like i said he scored four in his past three um he plays on the right wing he's uh he's his preferred foot is his natural foot is his left foot and this guy it's so beautiful to watch when he cuts inside and he scored a banger this credit, week credit he, to the turks they, they 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 were they were talking this guy up in the summer when he joined roma i, I haven't heard of him until uh yeah. i want to say four or five weeks ago seriously yeah yeah like i i, I so saw much. his name there was a lot of hype in the summer within the like to an extent not so much hype but there was people were people were making something of the fact that he was coming to city and guys were saying oh you know just wait guys who had seen him play that is because he didn't even come from one of the big teams in turkey he, no uh, didn't. i don't even know the name i don't remember i don't remember it wasn't it wasn't Besiktas Fener. Antalya's but anyways, passer, right? it was a small team, but man, he's like he's really good. Those who were saying he's, he's a Turkish uh, Dybala, holy crap! Yeah, he he look he looks like him too yeah. a bit. Like last it's week, funny. by the way, by the way, last week we uh, we made a, I don't know if buddy would, would Nick is, is, would you refer to this as a typo or a boo boo? We we said that Roma beat uh, Benevento two nil. Um, that was not the case. They beat them five to two. But I mean, he got yeah. No, I I caught my I listened back to the pod, caught myself. Uh oh. What, yeah, boo boo. Sorry, Roma fans. But Under performed really well in that game too. Yeah, Under came from uh, he came from Istanbul. By the way, Istanbul. I'm gonna butcher this. Istanbul <laughs> Basaksehir FK. Very so good. So Istanbul. He came from there. So not even good uh, job. Good job. Not even uh, speaking better. I mean, look, they had a, they were they were pretty good last year. They finished second. But uh, you know, not one of the not one of but not one of the brand name clubs like the Galatasaray or the. I need uh, to brush up on my Turkish Shikhtas. football. Oh, but yeah, Cengiz Under, you guys got to check this guy out. He's really uh, 
really hyped up talent. He scored a crazy goal. Two wins on the bounce for Roma now against the Udinese side, who have looked pretty good the past couple of weeks too. Um, sorry, not to brush over Udinese and to undermine everything that they've done well over the past over the past month or so since uh, who was it that took over? It was it was Massimo. Massimo Aldo. Aldo. Yeah, so he's done good work with them. But um, Roma, Roma did what they had to do, which uh, which. Like, like you said, solidified it's, it's their down, uh, down to wounded, I'd say solidified their third place in the table. So uh, uh, whose expense? Lazio. Well, I mean, yeah, but okay. Yeah, so we're gonna yeah. we're gonna we waited how many minutes to start ripping on Inter? So, Caramo uh, <laughs> couldn't come to the rescue this week. <laughs> no, not this week. So um, oh man, yeah, man, that old goal. <laughs> yeah. So you wanna you wanna talk about that? Yeah, uh, sure. I mean, you know, Milan Skriniar. To be fair to him, he's he's had a very good he's had a very good year so far. Oh yeah, Milan Skriniar has been amazing. He's an excellent day. defender. Um, but but he, it wasn't really his bad. I mean, well, let's okay, start so, by saying. So if yeah, let's start so, by saying. Okay, so 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 Inter lost two nil to Genoa. Who? Uh, <laughs> you're gonna make the mic explode. <laughs> oh, I f- love it. Isn't it funny how we say that? I love it. I mean, to be like, who who's an Inter fan right now? Like, we we have like I don't know. I, I like I the way the pod is the pod has been received pretty well. Okay, we had like good listenership. I don't know that we have any Inter Milan fans. We got to be careful if we when we if and when we go mainstream, and we get like a wider diaspora of Italian football fans watching us. You know, they're gonna come back to this episode and say, "I right, look at these guys. Look at these bi- Look at these. Bi- look how biased they are. Good. They're impartial. Care. They're impartial. I don't care. We got it. We got to keep. I don't it. care." I, so I watched this game, okay? Yeah, we, we, and, can, we um, can say whatever we want until we go mainstream, until we got to start. Look, Actually, I take that back. I, we, I will never, we will never, we will never have a filter. We will always real. say whatever. Stay real. We will always keep it real. I will stay always real. hate Inter, and I have no shame. 2-0 to Genoa. Good on them. Uh, so there was a comedic first goal, first own goal that, that, that that took place in this game. Yeah, so yes, so Skriniar in all in all its beauty, in Skriniar has been. Glory. Uh, you know, you you feel bad for him, or regardless of uh, of who you support, especially if you've played uh, if you've played you know soccer uh, competitively as a defender, as a defender especially. Uh, has been he's been fantastic this season. Uh, he's just he's been great. He's been one of the best center back signings in Europe this year. Um, but uh, unfortunately. Uh, an aerial ball came into the box, and he was kind of caught flat-footed, and he, he tried to do a clearance. He where one time. He, he tried to do a one-time clearance, and at, at the same time, he was falling backwards. It was and like he's, a Zlatan, Zlatan-esque aerial. No, I wouldn't go that far. Aerial, aerial, aerial. Uh, no, I not go that cont- far. Aerial contact. Would not go that far. But anyways, he's the left center back in the in the center back uh, pairing next to Ranocchia, and he he's on the left side and he tried clearing it with his right and he smacked it right off Ranocchia's was it, was it his face or his shoulder I don't, I don't know. or something actually you know I think Zlatan scored a goal like that for Sweden a few years ago and it may have been against like Moldova I swear to god the goalkeeper cleared the ball hit Zlatan right in his big schnoz went right into the goal it's possible. I don't know. So I mean, you know, it's 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 just it's kind of it's kind of funny. I mean, you know, maybe like uh, you know Andrea Ranocchia channeling his inner his inner Zlatan. Yeah, good good, good for you. Ranocchia, good for you, big guy. the frog. That's what uh, Ranocchia you, means. Frog in in uh, Italian. If uh, you know, a little Italian lesson thanks, here. Thanks, thanks for that. Italian one hundred and one. But you uh, anyways, you, you you couldn't repeat this own goal. It was, it was hilarious, and I think that own kind goal of kind of that own goal kind of summarized the game as a whole because it was a complete fluke. That own goal. And uh, and admittedly, Genoa, although they scored two goals, they did, they weren't necessarily the bigger like the better team. Uh, Pandev scored uh, 
you know, like a poacher's goal inside the box. It was nothing the man spectacular. With the, the, man with the ball sack for a hairline. <laughs> right. If anyone, if anyone doesn't know what we're referring to, just just look it up. Google Goran, Goran Pandav ball sack. No, no, do not <laughs> hairline, do that. Hairline. Do not Google that because <laughs> you'll probably find <laughs> something. <laughs> You Google Goran, you Google Goran you Pandev see, hairline. If you want to see you a middle age, if you, you want to see a middle age Macedonian man's ball sack, don't Google it. Uh, his hairline looks like, uh, yeah, it looks like 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 male genitalia. Uh, there, there's no two ways about it. I mean, that's exactly what it looks like. Um, but you know, he's he's still you know he's still he's still he's still a poacher, man. He he he, he got one, and uh, Inter uh, Inter's woes continue, and they've now. They've now fallen out of uh, out of the top now. four. They're in fifth. They really suffered. Forty-eight in. points. And uh, courtesy courtesy to I, courtesy uh, courtesy of IFTV, we've got this uh, this nice stat here. Uh, everyone loves a good stat, right? You know, those stats that make you say, "Wow!" You know, I never would have thought. Would you believe, Nick? I, I know you. I mean, you, I already showed you this stat. I shared it with you on Facebook as soon as I saw it. You know, Gloria, Gloria. After 25 games last year, Inter had 48 points. This year, after 25 games, you know how many points they have, Nick? 48. 48 points. And and so, I, I, Luciano Spalletti, for all he's done, maybe uh, he, he could take a page out of Frank DeBoer's book. And, you know, no, just, but, and the more shocking thing, I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but they start, so they started off the season with four straight wins, so 12 points. Then they, uh, I have it here, then they drew Bologna, so they dropped two points. Then they won another three straight games. And they drew to Napoli, so they went almost. They were undefeated until Juve faced them in in December. Right, until they exactly. only got their first loss. So like, can you imagine that? Christmas. Yeah. So can you imagine that after twenty five games they have the same amount Crazy of points choker. as last year, but when you take into account how many they picked up at the beginning, it's it's disastrous. It's been, it's been a choke. Right of, it's, it's it really has been a choke of of, of incredible proportions. Um, and for hopefully for their sake they can get it together because they cannot after all the money that was invested in their club. Um, I mean, over the past two years, they cannot afford to miss the Champions League. A big club like them needs to make it in. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if they can turn it around. Turn it around, but it's really not looking good. There's still, right there's still seven points up from sixth place on Sampdoria. So I don't think that's really an issue. I think it's just the fact that they've now dropped out of uh, fifth. So they um, Inter dropped out of uh, the top four uh, out of the Champions League places at uh, or not at Lazio's expense. I should say. I should say Lazio got in got into the top four at Inter's expense. So. Um, it's Monday, uh, February nineteenth, as we're as we're recording this. So Lazio played earlier today against. Um, yeah, Immobile doing what he does scores. Uh, who did they play? Hellas. Hellas. Hellas Verona. Yes. Immobile doing what he does best scores a brace. Um, I'm, I'm I want to talk about Immobile later when we start talking about the national. Yeah, yeah. Thing. Let's let's save that. But, we'll, um, uh, we'll we'll I think we'll yeah we'll, we'll, we're almost done the. Uh, but yeah, well, we're almost done Immobile is. Uh, we'll I don't. Is he is he the leader for the for the Capo Canonieri right now? I'm not let's, sure. Let's pull up the Capo Canonieri but, stats. Yeah, right you here. do that while I speak about. Excuse the, me. Yeah. So, uh, so Lazio getting back to winning ways. You know, uh, you you hope that that a game against Hellas is uh, is a game you're gonna win. Uh, you know, I wanted nine or ten times out of ten. So they got it done. Uh, I don't want to go as far to say that you know they're back to uh, their their momentum's back in their favor because again they played Hellas they played the they played a team in the relegation zone so still games you have to win uh, just by the way if I can interject yeah Immobile 22 goals up to this point he's leading Mauro Icardi by four who's in second place right now who's injured Qua- too actually. yeah Quagliarella yeah he was and Qua- Quagliarella the legend Quagliarella yeah wow. the uh, the Canti Classico what, who 15 last goals? week. 
17. 17. 17. This guy. 17. What a guy, man. Well, he did not Great score against Milan, and that's a transition I like. I'm very proud of myself for that one. That was those. Yeah. <laughs> but, almost, um, yeah, almost, so. Almost as proud as, uh, as, as you should be of, so, Patri- of Patrick Cutrone's uh, explosion onto the scene the past couple of well, weeks. Well, he didn't, he didn't explode in this game. But uh, last week, this is uh, this nice. is honestly, uh, I want to say like a 180 of what I'm going to say last week. So last week Milan beat Spal 4 0 and this week they only won one nil. But they played so much better this week. Uh, I saw I saw a team that was defending as a unit. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm pulling it up right here. Ton of chances. So Sampdoria only had two shots on net on target out of uh, out of a total of nine. And uh, they both came within, uh, I don't, don't quote me on it, but there was maybe a stretch of six, seven minutes where in the second half where Milan was not playing spectacular. And I want to say that both of those shots on that came within that that time period. Yeah. So really, in, in terms of the entire game, Sampdoria really could not get anything going. You know, uh, Quagliarella, actually one of the shots on that was, uh, was like a really long, far shot from Quagliarella, which was, uh, you know, just... Uh, Trying to buy a, a ticket to the lottery, as they say, you know, like you're just going for Luomo dei gol impossibile. Yeah, going going for glory, but uh, Vivian, but it took Viviano. Uh, I mean, for for Sampdoria to at least on paper still be in the game, it took Viviano. Yeah, to, Viviano to saved save, uh, a uh, a yeah. Rodriguez penalty. How many penalties has that guy missed? Maybe it's because he takes so many that he, he misses takes a some. lot. He takes for his his, uh, yeah. his nation too in Switzerland, but uh, cup, that was think, not that, a that was not a great that penalty. But penalty against was it Northern Ireland? Yeah, he yeah. He's, so he he is a good penalty taker. I think he, he bounced back bad. though. He played a good game after that. Uh, shout out to um, I want to shout out to uh, Calabria who assisted uh, Jack Bonaventura. Jack. Perfect cross. Uh, Jack I just read Jack I just read Daniel an article. Is. Yeah, I just read an article on uh, on Calabria how. You know he's kind of been stepping in fifty uh, fifty, or maybe even a bit more. With he's, than, he's one guy uh, I want to ask you about for the nazionale, actually, because uh, you've seen him play a lot more than me. We'll yeah. get to that. But so uh, Andrea Conti was supposed to be the right back, and he's been filling in pretty well. I I really don't like Abate since, since, since he's been injured. Quality. Yeah, I really don't like Abate starting at right back. So Calabria has been playing really well. So I read an article that he's been uh, he's been like he's been enjoying seizing his opportunities. So good for him. Um, also, shout out, shout out to Emiliano Viviano uh, for for those for those dirty side nerds that never that never oh, see him. So me. ugly. He, he is so ugly. Who's, who's the who's the ugliest Who? player in Genova right now? Is it Goran Pandev with that ball sack hairline, or is it Emiliano Viviano? With if you have not, okay, another thing you have to Google. Stop what you're doing right now. Okay, keep us on in the background. You know, just just, just close close SoundCloud. Go on Google. Search Emiliano Viviano sideburns. <laughs> make sure, make sure, sideburns make sure you're sitting. Yeah, but make sure you're sitting down for this one. I remember Matteo Bonetti. I want you make, passing out. Okay, Matteo Bonetti, the correspondent on BN Sports. The color he, commentator. Yes, excuse me. Yes, yes. Um, uh, Matteo, by the way, if you're listening, uh, love the work you do. That's that that that's very hopeful. Uh, well, I'll DM we'll DM him on Twitter. We'll try to get him to listen into this. Uh, he during I think it was I think it was when you played Sampdoria a few weeks ago. He he he, had, he just had the most genuine reaction to Emiliano Viviano's sideburns when he broke out the look for the first time. He had like a totally shaved head, save for like a little tuft on top, and he had like a dirty dirty porn star stash. <laughs> He's so ugly. Not the not the last time we'll be brought, we'll be talking about a porn star in this episode. By the way, stay tuned till the end. But you know he also grew up grew out those wicked sideburns, and you know the way Bonetti talks, he goes. 
what is that? That is shocking. <laughs> that is a shocking look. I'm still all over that. Why would anyone willingly grow those out? So yeah, uh, look look it up. Oh, I love Bonaiti <laughs> actually made a really good comment this week. Um, He's great. He's great. He, him yeah. and Drake Cordero did the the Juve game and game, and then yes. they did the they did a game at nine a.m. I don't remember which game it was. I want to say it was Eastern Standard Time for our international yeah. listeners who are. Not I want to say it was. Um, that, that's a, that's a little hopeful. I, I, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, so it was Napoli Spa. And they were, and some guy came off the bench in the second half just, for Spal. Just some guy, just some guy. Eh? Just, but he's, I don't, I don't know who is this. I'm looking now. Is it Filippo Costa? I don't, I don't think, I don't think, it, I don't think it matters. Spal. We've been talking about the games. And- so, so this guy comes off the bench, and his hair, he's bald everywhere, <laughs> like, like. Like if someone took a polisher and like polished his head bald, like perfectly bald, okay. Yeah. But has, but has a, like a mohawk that's like perfectly. Proportion like the port like, uh, like symmetrical, cord- like kind of like Corda, the, like the Crotone perfectly straight the... lines on the top of his head and like super super short. So it kind of almost looks like someone took like a paint roller with like two pieces of uh, of uh, of paint of a uh, tape to make sure that the lines are straight. <laughs> and he comes off the bench. Oh my God. And Drake Cordero was going on about how Spal, you know, got promoted from Serie B. And then this guy, this guy comes on the field and Bonetti goes, he still got Serie B hair. Look at that. <laughs> And I was pissing my pants. It was hilarious. I think Simone Zanza before he went totally bald was rocking something like that with like. Oh, it's disgusting. Was it, was it, who, who's he playing for? Was it uh, Sassuolo? No, no, no. Yeah, actually, it would have been Sassuolo. Excuse me. Yeah, back when they were in City, he had the dirty fading. Oh. Just a clean mohawk. Oh god, yeah. Some Emilio Viviano, fix your face, man. But you just know, fix your face. Good on you for uh, for saving that penalty on just uh, fix your uh, face. Ricardo Ricardo Rodriguez. Disgusting. And uh, but you know Milan staying with it. Gattuso doing super well, uh, joking around after the game about Patrick Cutrone's relationship situation. Or was that was that after the Europa League game? We'll get to that at the end in the social. Yeah, uh, yeah. In the in the in the the comedic highlights of the week. So just to wrap up yes, uh, the yes. last few games quickly, just to uh, you know just to, just so Benevento beat Crotone three two. Nothing really to say there. It was a pretty ugly game. Yeah, I saw but good the, for them. Yeah, good I for saw, them. I saw the score and I was like, oh, you know, that's got to be huge, right? Like nice no, little dog fight at the bottom. Yeah, you see, you look at the table. I mean, Benevento are still like eleven points off of safety. Uh, so my God, I mean, they're gonna have to. Repeat we'll see if the, they can uh, pull a great escape. I doubt it. The, but the Terone miracle of last year for with, Crotone. Uh, Crotone. Yeah. So so there was that. Um, Bologna beat Sassuolo two one. Uh, great free kick by um, Jacquerino. By no, no, no. Oh, Bologna. excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Got a little, uh, got a little, Pulgar. got a little uh, over, over excited there because I yeah. can't wait to talk about the greatness of uh, Emanuele Jacquerini. Yeah, so Pulgar got Bologna the, the win uh, in like the 89th minute on a pretty good free kick. I think the keeper should have saved it. Joey uh, Saputo was happy about that one. Joey Saputo, he's a local lad for us. Uh, Give me a break, uh, please. please uh, <laughs> Jo- jo- Joey, Joey, keep doing what you're doing. You're, uh, no, you're, don't keep doing what you're doing. Uh, Fix it, what it, you're it, doing. <laughs> the Montreal Impact are the biggest joke in the MLS. We, I think we need. I think we need to do like a like a. It's funny because I was. I was. I, I don't want to talk about the I'm, impact. I'm looking, I don't want to talk say, about the The same impact. as last week. You mentioned the impact, and Nick impact. almost has a spasm. Don't want to talk. I about may apply impact. to them for uh, for a summer position. So uh, hopefully this good. is not going Go in out. and tell them how. Yeah, it's, you know what? It's good. That'll, a, a that'll be a little bit bold. donkey could run the club better send, than send, send Nick your, DeSantis. Send, send, your th- send your thoughts to people at uh, Nick on Twitter. Should I, when I, if, I, if, I, if I do apply to a position, this is a personal question. If I apply to a, like, a position at our local MLS club, the Montreal Impact, should I go in like really bold and say, you guys are a joke, you guys no. are shit, you guys need to... You want to, a like, job this summer? 
I do. I do want to. So don't this do that. Oh, wow. And it I, ends there. Maybe I should just save myself. The when we talk about the impact for more than ten seconds, I'm gonna shut down this computer. Okay. I do okay. not okay. want to talk so, about that. But, you know, Joey was happy after that. After that goal, another nice free kick in uh, in uh, Verona this week when uh, Emanuele Giacchierini got the go ahead goal for Chievo Verona, like I was mentioning before. Oh, uh, uh, you have to see Sardi. this. Every, you guys have to see this goal. Bend it like Jack. Bend it like Emanuele Giaccherini. This guy, the bend that he put on this, <laughs> on Somewhere this ball. In London, he could, Antonio, he Conte, take, he Antonio take, Conte just had he had the, or, yeah, the mother of all orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> this guy could take a hundred. This guy could take a hundred kicks flat. on the training ground, and he's not gonna bend it like that another time. He's not going to. It's it's just a matter of fact because it's Emanuele Giaccherini. The guy has a freaking beer belly bigger than some of the people on our Sunday league. <laughs> In her Sunday league, they're 50 years mousy, old. Mouse, mousy, mousy Jack. But <laughs> maybe, uh, I don't know, he channeled his inner Andrea Pirlo. I remember. Oh, it was he, incredible. It was a great goal. But yeah, um, he, he did he did play with them a bit for another for Juve too actually. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe we could maybe we could see more of that now that he'll be a titolare at uh, at uh, the very mediocre Chievo Verona. Yeah. So they so, got the win against Cagliari. Another uh, yeah. Uh, and then Atalanta, uh, Atalanta, big shout out to Andrea Petania for getting that goal in. Sorry, just had to plug in my boy who's going to be getting the Europa League, uh, the Europa League final winner in a matter of months, breaking Nick's heart. Fuck, um, Andrea Petania. He's a beauty. Like he's a beauty. Uh, Lorso, good on him. Um, no, why do you like him? Honestly, honestly, he has a great Instagram. He has a great Instagram. That's account. why you like him. No, I, I, I think he's. I, I like. I last year he, he was. He had a lot of potential. He was twenty one years old. He kind of burst onto the scene after, after, after having a very mediocre spell with Milan when he was younger. And uh, it was nice to see a young, young Italian guy who kind of was able to hold up the ball well. And he had a good partnership with Papu Gomez. I still rate him as a player, uh, honestly. But I, I definitely enjoy. Uh, living vicariously through his uh, through his Instagram. I don't know lifestyle. why you like. I don't know why you like. He's a striker. Nice he tattoos. got how many goals did he get last year? I think he, he got five goals in thirty four apps. What, what are you talking about? Breakout season. He's a striker. Well, look it up. He 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 got he got. Uh, if we're gonna if we're gonna if we're gonna nitpick here, he 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 was definitely uh, he got a lot of. He got pretty wi- he got pretty widespread acclaim. Throughout Italy last year for for his performances and he actually does I think if you look at some some like some stats beyond simple possession and then, you know like in terms of dribbles from individual players he's up there among those who dribble the most in Serie A him and Papu they have a, they have a great link up it's a big man little man I like it he got on the score sheet good for him I don't like him I don't like those kinds of players uh, he's one dimensional he's big he can hold uh, up the ball and that's it okay. I don't like him. It reminds me a bit of you when you used to play striker, just a big man, just destroying people. Yeah, Nick, oh. Nick was a Nick was a, Nick was a power was, back in the day. That people. was house league, so that was yeah. Uh, Andrea Petania is not an house league. Oh, well, so um, I don't like him. speaking of Atalanta. Excuse me, yeah, sorry. So uh, Europa League, just little. Uh, I, I we, we don't want to get into this too too much because I want to talk about Nazionale because last week we kind of left it a little bit late. We don't want to. We got a lot of feedback about how long our pod was. Um, people who just. You know, maybe uh, who don't have the uh, the attention who don't have the attention span necessary to 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 to, uh, to enjoy to enjoy uh, to the fullest extent our, uh, our uh, the fruits of our labor. Unfortunately, they uh, they kind of t- they they found it a little bit long. So let's let's uh, let's get to the na- let's get to Nazionale a bit here because we do want to talk about it. But just quick uh, quick plug on Europa League. Um, anyone who met, who didn't quite who didn't see the results. Uh, so speaking about Atalanta, they uh, they went to Dortmund at the Wolfenstadium, and uh, is that how you pronounce it? Well, uh, well, Wolfenstadt. I'm not sure to be honest. They went, they went to, they went to, they went to, they went to, they went to Dortmund. Uh, lost two, lost three two. Uh, 
I mean, it was well, it's called the isn't it called the uh, Signali Duna Park? Signali Duna Park, yeah. yeah, but whatever. I don't know. It's like Tamarasi and Ferraris. Yeah, you know what? Anyway, uh, you know, Dortmund got two away goals. So sorry, excuse me. Atalanta got two away goals at Dortmund, so it'll be interesting to see what they could do at home. Finish three two, Dortmund. Finish three two, yeah. So they, they they didn't get the win, but I mean, two two away goals could be pretty big, right? Because all it's going to take now is just a one nil result back in Bergamo, which That's could be not very happening. tough. No, but if they get two goals and they win two one, right? Who knows? Uh, Dortmund have a lot of weapons just going forward. They still have Mario Goetze, who's who's by all accounts a very good player. Marco Royce is back now. But if they but if Atalanta can stay healthy in a couple of weeks, or actually no crap, is is it this week? It's this week, Europa Jesus. League. Jesus, oh man, yeah. I'm out of it. Excuse me, I'm confusing with the Champions League, which yeah. Yeah, that's in a couple of weeks, right? So I was surprised. So, so, so in three days, I think well, Papu Gomez is playing now. So if they can stay healthy, you know, I mean, unless anyone takes a knock in training. I was surprised. They're looking good, man. I, I thought they were. I thought they were dead in the water going to Dortmund. I thought they were gonna get like uh, thrash, not thrashed, but you know, like a two nil. I, I, I gave them a chance, and I'd really like to see them go through because I, I'd I'm like to see. Yeah, I mean, you know who I didn't think were, you know, who no one thought was gonna get thrashed, but but Jesus, Lazio, one. Yeah, I, I gotta say, I don't know. I don't know much about uh, about Stawa Bucaresti, but uh, Stawa, whatever the team from from the capital of Romania, I'll have to. I have to speak to a few of my uh, Romanian friends about that, but uh, man, that was I, embarrassing. I, I I would think I think any any team in City uh, wants to beat a team from Romania just just in terms of like the hierarchy of European football. Like you have you have, you know. But some, I mean, look, the, 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 some of the players they had. It's been a pretty rough week with Lazio, though, right? Like uh, I don't think Lazio fielded their best lineup before, before winning today. I don't think Lazio fielded their best lineup. I, but still, by the you still have you know you still have uh, Milinkovic Savage in the, who played. Uh, you had Nani, the guy who's barely been playing for yeah. uh, for Lazio this year. He he started. Was so, Devry playing? Devry was not playing. Okay. So like by all means, they were not fielding their best lineup. But still, uh, you would expect uh, you would expect when there's some rotation in the squad for Lazio. That's to a beat, bit of an uh, anomaly for me. I don't like Lazio. Don't necessarily have. I mean, you know, if if Inter keep playing on. like shit like they have been. You know they have a good shot at making the Champions League, but I, if I'm Lazio, it's I'm in Europe. I'm 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 it's definitely going all in for this competition. You know you had Hellas Verona on Monday as well. They had a couple of days to rest their guys, so no excuse in my opinion. I think they should have been starting the best lineup they had. Sounds like you know just by not starting to buy that in and of itself, uh, not a great move. Uh, I don't know whether or not Felipe Anderson was. I mean he, he no got Felipe into Anderson big, he and Zaki yeah. hot water this week, yeah. but I mean whatever. They uh, so they uh, hope hopefully they can pull through at the Olympico just because we we like to see the Italian teams do as best as uh, I mean as you possible. have to think they will though yeah. I'm sure Immobile will play I'm yeah. sure uh, Milinkovic will stay mm-hmm. in there Devry will play Napoli Napoli crashed out uh, just to, excuse me yeah just to sort of shift gears Napoli uh, did not do well against RB Leipzig like we said last week they clearly don't give a shit they don't care they can't be asked they uh, they're uh, they think they they're asking to get out of Europe now they they they've had enough they want well to wouldn't you I mean we already their squad isn't deep enough so. well look we already said it we said we said that their squad's not deep enough this is the first time they have a chance to win the Scudetto in what the Scudetto in what, almost long, thirty years. It's been a very long time. So yeah. like it's since the nineties, since the beginning of the nineties. Late so, late eighties, early nineties. I, I don't last, blame them. Last year, you, last week you said, you said nineteen ninety. I'm not sure if that was correct or not, but it's been a very long early nineties. They definitely want to buckle since down. Maradona. Yeah, so. but I, I I don't blame them at all. Like this for this competition for me personally, if I if my club was in was at the top of the table, would not be appealing to me. Yeah. 
they don't have a deep. But unfortunately, uh, as a Milan fan, uh, you have no, to you have to take this competition very seriously. For sure. Which, well, especially because of the financial situation we're in. But we'll get to we'll get to we'll that get at to the that. end. Yeah. But uh, Cutrone, But yeah. Uh, so week, so right? so Napoli. Uh, whatever. They don't care. It doesn't matter. And there's nothing to say. Napoli. Though. Yeah. RB Leipzig are probably gonna pull through unless Napoli can like can you know get a you know win two 0 I don't know. We'll, we'll, I would doubt it. Cutrone, Cutrone this week. Uh, like we said. Uh, like we said earlier, uh, came, yeah, in, so came in clutch for you guys in Bulgaria, and Gennaro Gattuso first came half the game of uh, Milan Ludogorets, uh, which uh, bella ragazza, which ended three uh, nil. First half was absolutely putrid. It was so boring. I was falling asleep. Uh, couldn't we couldn't even string two or three passes together. Um, but then, uh, luckily, the golden boy Cutrone scored a scored a. You know, a pretty scrappy header in front of the net off a good cross from Chanoglu, and that's, then that's what you want. That's what you want from Cutrone. Yeah, you know, and then nice and I guess goals, like we said last yeah, week. and then Gattuso gave a good team talk okay, or whatnot, and uh, we managed to pull through three nothing. Not much to say about this. It's uh, it's Ludogorets. Uh, I told you I fully expected a win this week. Uh, Milan did what they had to do, and that's that. Uh, there's not much else to say about that. Yeah, I mean, obviously the biggest shock, the biggest shock was uh, prob- probably Lazio yeah, losing to Stella, sure. but. We'll see what happens. It'll be interesting to see what what uh, goes on this uh, dirty Thursday. Yeah, I'm, uh, doesn't that the alliteration is not as good as I thought it would be? No, there. dirty. Uh, you missed there. No, Spurs Day Thursday is still uh, the best of all time. Unfortunately, uh, that one may come back to bite me in the ass in a yeah, couple of weeks. But uh, all right, Nick. Um, okay, I'll try to get. Yeah, then Azzurri Nazionale. Do we want to tackle this here? Yeah, well, look, like you said, we're not gonna, we're not, no, look, we're not gonna rant. We're not gonna, no, 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 look, look, we're not gonna rant. We're gonna stay positive. Uh, We're not gonna talk about, uh, we're not gonna talk about any of the bullcrap politics, none of that. So, like we said last week, last week we addressed the the bureaucratic nightmare and, yeah, yeah, so like we said last week, we want to talk more about the players. We wanted to come up with, you know, maybe not exactly a whole list of 22 of who we would call up or 23, but, you know, just a couple of players we really want to see. Uh, get called up within the next few weeks to uh, the Baggio squad. So I'll start off. Um, yeah, let's start off for the friendlies right now. Look, I'll start off, and I'm I'm yeah. gonna make a pretty controversial statement right off the bat. Before you uh, do, sorry. So can we? So let's start off with the friendlies, right? So for the immediate future, then let's maybe talk about. I know we won't come up with a full squad here, but let's kind of talk about the guys who should be in the fray going forward for like two years' time, right? Yeah, yeah, for so, sure. So, you know, for like the next major tournament. But, uh, so, that's what I meant too. Yeah, We're not just calling up okay. guys now just yeah, yeah. to call them up. Yeah, so, so controversial so, statement. Oh, yeah. let's Look, drop I'm, I'm, I'm a Milan fan, and I know Donnarumma's only 18 years old, but I've really not been impressed with his... Almost 19. But, I've really not been impressed with his, with his play uh, as of late. I know he's going to get called up. So you and I both are not going to be talking about really who we... Like, Like we know Bonucci's going to get called up. We know Verratti's going to get called up. So we're talking about other guys who may or may not get called up or who we think should get some starts. I really think Mattia... I really think Mattia Perin should should start over Donnarumma in, in a, one or even both friendlies. Donnarumma, that is a the only time. way... The only reason why he would start both games is... A hundred percent not on form. He's been he's been really bad and almost like like having brain fog at times. Not even he's not even there this year. Whether that's because of you know off the field issues, this or that, I don't care. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying that he's not been playing well. 
So Matia Perrin's a goalie that I've loved for like the past two or three years because he makes like he makes those crazy acrobatic saves that make your jaw drop and you don't understand how he made them. He's also I definitely been very think, good to come back from those couple of injuries. Yeah, so, he had some really yeah. brutal ACL and like I think a broken leg. Maybe I'm not entirely sure. I think it was two ACL. Anyway, he he had he had, he's had a bad couple of years. I so really want him to get a. I really want him to get a fair shot. Time. It's uh, to me, it's not fair to just hand the reins over to Donnarumma like that. And I, and like I think it's pretty telling for me to say that, and he plays to the club I support. Here's here's where it gets complicated with Donnarumma <clears throat> because there's it's kind of like it's kind of like taking on someone for a new job, right? There's a hiring and training cost involved, and eventually, once you kind of have integrated someone or started to integrate someone, you want to amortize the you know the hiring and training cost over time, right? So, if I'm to apply that to this situation here, right, with Donnarumma, he's I don't kind see of, what you're getting at. I don't I, know where this I'm, is going. I'm, hang on, hang on. So, they've started to integrate this guy into the national team, and I know he's only 19 years old, so you could say that he does have time, et cetera, et cetera. And Perin is a fairly young guy, 25 too, yeah. right? He's been waiting patiently in Buffon's shadow for a while. But here's the thing. I think at this point, you just kind of stick it out with Donnarumma because you say, well... We've kind of committed to this guy. We've kind of universally accepted that he's the guy going forward. But that's there's exactly already a bit of a sunk cost. It, so kind of like there's a bit of a sunk cost. Why is it a problem? No, it's, it's not a sunk cost. He's, Sam. he's 19. I, I know it's, it's I easy, know he's easy 19. For he deserves. He deserves he's criticism not when he doesn't well. play well. Okay, but just I because you're a golden boy, up, and it's not an excuse that know, oh he's only 19. If he's not playing well, he's I hear not the playing no, well. It's, what you're saying is I, I actually I I hear and respect what you're saying, but I, but realistically. It's so hard not like I think I think that if you don't play Buffon right if he doesn't if he doesn't come back and you know get like a get a sign you know if he doesn't get like a nice uh, nice send off here assume let's assume that it's gonna have to be someone other than him right going forward exactly. in the next couple that's of weeks that's what we're assuming yeah. I, I can't I think you split them honestly I think you have both of them play because I think you want to start getting Donnarumma into the fray but by the same token you want to look at Perin and say hey bud you've been playing better because I don't think you can write off Donnarumma completely oh no I'm not writing him off no right you know what I mean I I mean I I think you have to still definitely not sorry no that's not what I meant but I mean I think you have to still integrate him because you you have to look at it and say you know there are going to be some growing pains but although but you know because he's so young because he's already kind of been he's basically been handed the starting role now that Buffon's outright. It's basically that's, like that's my problem. So maybe it'd be good for him to have a little bit of competition. Uh, I, I do understand never that. Never hurt anybody. That's what course. I'm saying. But remember, you know, Buffon displaced was it Peruzzi, Toldo as well, who was very who was very experienced. He was a little bit older than Perin is right now, but. I I, I that, that's an interesting point you make. Either way, they'll both be a part of the fray going forward. Will be very interesting to see what uh, Luigi Di Biagio does because I mean obviously Donnarumma is locked in with the uh, with the national team now and even if he does even I think he's All he'll be given a little bit of a longer leash just because of his upside I think but it should not be his job to lose you know it should be his job to try to keep and to even maybe cement himself more there like it's a good point that's that's all i'm trying to say i'm not trying to rip him that's all i'm trying to say yeah um i just have a a few other players before we can get to you friendly yeah yeah Yeah, just for the friendlies i'll let you kind of tackle the friendlies and you know guys we we think we should see uh i'd like to maybe talk more about going forward so you yeah yeah well look this one's this one's a a guy that that's going forward uh brian cristante on uh on atalanta yeah, I definitely um, call him up this time. Yeah, former Milan product. Uh, 
didn't really he's, he he may have started a couple of games uh you know four or five years ago he, they ended up selling him to uh that was brilliant was it like galatasaray or benfica or benfica brilliant some piece of business whatever and now he's back in the Serie A and he's starting for Atalanta and he was he's really a cornerstone of that team. He's a big, uh, you know, uh, creative, attacking-minded midfielder, but he's also big and he has a presence and he can really get up and down the pitch both ways. Uh, I wouldn't say he's necessarily a box-to-box midfielder who can who can you know help at the back, but he's big and he he's a he's a presence. He's 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 got the attacking mindfulness. And he could he could be there to to win some aerial balls in the middle. Uh, he's only what 20, 21? He is twenty one. He is maybe twenty two. Yeah, ninety five. He's twenty two. So, be twenty three this year. That's a definitely a guy I want to see. I don't want to see Parolo. I don't want to see these no, guys no, 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 no. who are band oh, aids. If I, if I see Parolo and his stupid his stupid long hair, that guy needs a haircut. And his anore- there's so many anore- wrong things with that, that anore- guy. That anore- he has anorexia, I swear. Not to not to trivialize that. It's it's a very serious issue. But uh, as you laugh, you know. Well, I laugh at his appearance because he, he he's. I laugh at his. He, I he laugh need, at his skills. He needs a little more. Uh, I think he needs to. He needs to visit my nonna. Have a little. Have a little. Uh, you see a little more pasta. Jesus, that guy, uh, that, he does not look very healthy. He's but so gaunt. I don't think he looks like a footballer. Anyways, I yeah. I trust him. I want him out. He's, what, 34 years old? Barolo's out. Get rid of him. So just guys like that. Derossi's you know? gonna, retired anyway. Exactly. It's and time then, to get some newer guys in. You know, quickly, Bonaventura, I think he deserves a call-up. Uh, Jorginho, obviously, we saw him uh, in the mix against Sweden in the last game. Uh, you call up a guy like Pellegrini in the middle. You know, just Benassi. getting rid of the old guard, Benassi like you said, too, yeah. right? So yeah. these are the type of guys we want to see. It's time to experiment, um, 100%. Now, in terms of uh, Palotelli, do you think that, because he keeps scoring, he scored again for Nice in the Europa League last week, and he's, I, he still has the potential to be an elite player on his day. Do you consider that to be experimenting? I would say elite. No, he still yeah. has the potential. He could score against anyone. I think he's he's not got elite. he's still got his. No, I'm sorry. Elite he's, is Aguero. Elite is. Uh, I know what elite you know, means. No, it's not. Uh, it's not Balotelli. Yeah, I, th- I think it can be quality. On his, on quality his day, on his day. On his day, he could he could still he could still score two goals against Brazil, for example. Right? It could happen. Listen, I is that regardless is that considered experimentation or is that considered? Uh, Reintegration. It's well, it's experimentation because he hasn't been called up in a long time. But, yeah, uh, that's anyways. These are some of the guys that you know we want to see moving forward. Uh, we'll definitely be talking about this kind of stuff every week, right? Yeah. So we could be talking about it more next week. But uh, but yeah, I think the main the main message is out with the old, in with the new, and whether it's people that are retiring, such as. I'm not trying to say like I want guys like Chiellini and De Rossi out of the team, but they're gone. I know what you mean. But it's time to get I rid of the would, players yeah, who are still ex- who are still of age to play for the team, but yeah. you get rid of them because they're not doing anything. Another thing I don't want to see, and this was this is so Italian. I don't want to see people beg and plead for Daniele De Rossi or Andrea Barzali to come out or of Giorgio Chiellini to come back. No, no. no, listen, they could maybe offer technically. Okay, they they wouldn't they wouldn't be a burden necessarily. Okay, but in a year's time, they will be like just. I think yes, obviously, like a Kellini still has a lot he could offer to the national team, but he's not going to be there, and he's not going to be there in twenty twenty. No. So forget about it at that point. Just go forward with the guys who you know are going to be there because they do have the technical capabilities. 
to qualify for a major tournament, right? And that's that's going to be the major that's going to be the the biggest issue, right? Come come uh, come come fall, once the whole new format for qualification comes into play, I don't think you need to be getting guys who necessarily can impact the now. I think you want the guys who are going to be impacting the the team going forward. So for me, Balotelli back in, you probably bring Zadza, Immobile, maybe Belotti back uh, back with Insigne. That's five forwards right there. I'd like to see those guys with some of the midfielders you mentioned. In terms of defense, Bonucci keeps his place, obviously, like you said, no surprise there. Really, I, I think it's it's just going to be time to, to start Rugani and Romagnoli now that Bartali and Chiellini are going to be out. And really, the team is going to start looking like the guys who will, in all likelihood, say for a couple of guys who may come through, right, who are too young to... You know who we don't really know about right now. We're probably get guys who will be a part of the process in 2020 and in 2022. So, Gigi Di Biagio, let's go do uh, do your thing. You coached the U21s for a couple of years, so you know talk. Uh, Not very well, but uh, uh, he's done all right. But you know, there's been a lot of talk about pe- people have been talking about how he do well the U21 Euro, but uh, that was disappointing. He, he did all right this year, I think. Regardless, he, he, obviously, he, he looked at all the young talent in Italy for a couple of years. That was really his job. So let's uh, let's see what he uh, let's see what he uh, let's see what he could do now for a couple of games against England and Argentina, who are by all accounts good teams. So so let's uh, let's finish off quickly with some uh, what do you want to call this fun uh, funny stuff. Couple uh, of yeah, so a couple of whatever. couple of a uh, couple of funny moments of the week. You know, just some fun stuff that we saw on social media. So and, I wanna uh, I wanna shout out the Stronzo of the week. This is a new segment, Mister Yong Hong Lee. Who is going insolvent? He is the owner of Milan. There are reports coming out that he did not even have sufficient funds and that he was already going insolvent when Berlusconi gave him the rights to own the team to sell to buy the team. He's gonna he 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 ripped that guy. There are reports that this guy's offices in China have rat infestations, food on the floor. He's a fraud. They're non-existent his offices. How did this man get allowed? How was he allowed to buy the team? All I could say is. Stronzo of the week. You guys. Insolvent Mr. Yong Hong Lee. You guys better make the Europa League because you guys are in deep shit if you don't. I know. We Uh, need the money. I think, I think, I think, uh, yeah, it was, the name is evading me, but you guys were, he he basically got the backing of a very aggressive American hedge fund. Yeah, Elliot. Yeah, Elliot. Management. Yeah, I'd be scared if I were you, buddy. That's uh, th- that does not look good. No, at all. I'm not scared. But this guy's why should why wouldn't you be the, the, the guy who owns your club? You, you, you still go insolvent and then uh, and then um, that's that's exactly what you yeah, don't but want to happen. You the hedge funds are gonna buy them and then they're just gonna resell them at a, they're gonna resell them at a higher price to someone. I'm not worried about that. I, I just this guy obviously an idiot. it's not gonna be a Parma situation, but it's the classic sort of bullshit that you that you see in Italy. With, this guy's an with idiot. Italian ownership. What is it about Italian ownership? That's idiot. honestly we got Berlusconi idiot for listen, allowing this to happen. Side note, side note. Going forward, we need to talk about uh, the issues that are that the issue that is bankruptcy with 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 owners of Italian football. Well, look, that, that, that being said, issue. bankruptcy. Why don't you get to the story about? Uh, about the yeah, uh, the I mean, porn star that's about to save uh, yeah, a Serie B club okay, so from guess, going well, bankrupt. That'll be all for Stronzo. We we were, I mean, we kind of talked about Anokia and Skriniar, but we, I mean, Mr. Lee was too much of a Stronz this week uh, that we that we we had to give it to him, I guess. Yo, let's move on, on to Lee. yeah. So let's yeah, the porn star story. Is that is that a nice is that a nice little cherry on cherry on top of the Sunday of uh, this podcast here? We'll end off with that. 
what is the story? My God. So, uh, Nick, you want to pull this up? There is uh, there are reports. There were reports this week that um, one of the oldest clubs in Italy was it was it Vicenza? I think it was Vicenza. Yeah. Yes, it was in uh, Lombardia. They uh, they used to are, be a mainstay in the Serie A. Yeah, in years the seventies and eighties. They uh, apparently uh, there's a, there's a porn star by the name of uh, Nick's gonna pull this up. Uh, yeah, I have it right here. Yeah. Um, what, what's her name? Apparently, she's very big in the Amanda. In Amanda Fox. We've never heard of her. She's but, uh, Polish. Oh, she's Polish. Yeah. Well, that's very generous of her. Cause so 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 Miss. Sorry, Ms. they're in Serie C actually. They're not in Serie B. They, they, so, they, 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 they've seriously gone down the piss for the past couple of years and they've, uh, they've, they've, they've had some financial troubles this year. Yeah, Basically, so this, 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 this nice lady. She's offering to, to donate, I think it is 10% of her 2018 nude calendar sales to donate to... Uh, to support the cause. To support the club. <laughs> and, uh, and 10% may actually end, end up being a significant number because as Who it says... Who is this woman? Well, as it says in this Sun, is this in, woman? I've never in this heard of sun this article... That she's pretty big in Europe, so uh, Vicenza hasn't paid their players. I think it's uh, yeah, it says it here. They haven't paid their players in four months. That's a Padma so, situation. That's a Padma situation. They're they're literally on the yeah, verge of going bust. They're going under, and you know this. I'll tell this you guys nice a story lady. about Virtus Lanciano from my mom's town in a couple, you know, some other time. But uh, it sounds sounds uh, shades of they're, that. They're going under, and this Jesus. this nice lady decides she's going to donate ten percent of her uh, of her nude calendar sales. And it's not random. I think it's uh, she. She said that she has some sort of connection to the club. That when she goes to uh, she goes to Vicenza, uh, there's like a, a very popular uh, establishment that she that she gets paid to be she's, at. Uh, she's she's uh, she's uh, she's very well known in the town, I guess. Yeah, and there's a specific the club. Have, the people have spoken. There's a specific club in that city that uh, you know likes. That enjoys having her present. Sure, sure. So sure. because of that, she naturally, I guess, established a connection with the club. Because I, I don't know, I guess she's a that's football. Good, fan. That's good PR for her, for her fans. I guess. But yeah. Good. So that's shout good. out to Amanda Fox. Uh, brava, brava. Trying to save brava, one brava. of Italy's most uh, historic clubs, Vicenza. So yeah. Well, last last shout little last little funny thing of the week is uh, we alluded to it very briefly. We didn't go into full details here, but uh, Gennaro Gattuso is uh, trying to play a wingman to. Patrick Cutrone, the young, oh, uh, the young stud at AC Milan. He's uh, so as we as we mentioned over the past couple of couple of episodes here, Cutrone has been scoring for fun, a bunch of dirty, dirty goals, a la Pipo Inzaghi, um, who by the way apparently last week I said was in contention for uh, the national team job. That was a mistake. That was yeah, another big audio mistake. typo. I meant to say Simone Inzaghi. Pipo still coaching Venezia, may very well get promoted, but you know, Serie B that could be another thing for going forward. Regardless, the guy has been scoring for fun, but. I don't know. Uh, it sounds like off the field he's been having some issues, or I don't know. Uh, Gattuso Gattuso appears to be of the mind of the of the mindset that uh, he needs a he needs a nice signora to, to hold him down. And yeah, well, women have been lining up in Italy to <laughs> to, get, essentially to get with the young, was, the young buck. And uh, essentially, what he was saying was so. I think a reporter asked him, uh, like, you know, how do you think Cutrone is dealing with all this pressure of being like a star striker and stuff like that? And essentially, he just said. You know, we're taking it slow. We're taking it easy on him. You know, like he can't get distracted by the fact that I think he's the youngest player in Milan, uh, in Milan's history to have scored, you know, X amount of goals that he already has. So he needs to take it field. easy. Yeah, exactly. Just to be clear, on the, he's scoring on the field. <laughs> right. And, you know, basically saying, you know, he's got to take it easy at his age. And basically, <laughs> this is a direct quote here translated into English. 
he must not get distracted and by the fact that he's Italian the youngest goal. player in Milan's history to score that many goals. He has to work and he needs to rest. I hope he finds a beautiful girlfriend so that he can rest and make love. So that's that's Rino Gattuso for you. He's la a legend. Grinta, he's a legend. Oh, che um, what a coach. He's a man. He's just a... He's just what a man this guy is. Yeah, and uh, somebody Love somebody him. post game on uh, on Sunday uh, when when interviewing him on some sports station uh, proposed that that uh, that young Patrick get with uh, like an Italian volleyball player or something. I believe his quote was, um, "No, è troppo troppo muscolosa." Yeah, it's exactly it. <laughs> she's uh, she's gonna break him. She's too muscular. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, does 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 Kotronik have a say in this or like Atuza says, "Nope, not her." Like, this is interesting. I I, I want to know more about this. Um, but we'll keep you guys. Updated. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep you guys posted on all the uh, on all the goodies that we hear over the course of the next week. Next uh, next week, this will be a a weekly thing as well. Stronz over the week and uh, and uh, maybe we can get like a sound effect for that. You know, like just uh, like a, I don't see what I could do. We'll see. Um, that's gonna be fun with with midterms coming up. Priority, but anyways, priorities. that's episode two in, in the, the books. books. Um, thank you all for listening. Thank you for coming back. Uh, we hope you're gonna come back next week and the week after that and the week for, after for the rest that. of time because this is uh, we're and gonna keep doing this that. as long as we as long as we have voices and uh, yeah listen uh, on on a on a on the real we 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 like we said in the beginning we really do appreciate everybody com- continuing up continuing to to support us and come out and, and and listen and just like liking us on on facebook and getting at us on twitter keep doing that it's much appreciated um in the next week it looks like we will be getting up on on twitter uh, so anyone wants to get at us feel free to to hit us up there we'll uh, we'll be sharing that with you guys next week and next week once we hit our third episode we'll probably be getting up on apple podcasts since we'll have a little bit more content for then uh for them so uh, let's hope that uh, this week we don't get kicked off of SoundCloud again for copyright infringement. Uh, having said fix that, that, I fix that. Enjoy the uh, enjoy enjoy our music. We're uh, we're trying to make we're we're gonna very cautiously cautiously try to make that an, an integral part of uh, this experience. So we are at uh, what are we at? An hour eight minutes, just like last week. Okay, it's good. We we're uh, we'll, we'll, we'll down try to we'll right try to get, we'll try to get shorter. All but, right. Uh, listen, appreciate it, and uh, thanks again. Keep coming out. Thanks, guys.